Straight from the Straight Red Plex, it is Straight Red. I am your host, as always, Jeff Ross, and with me, the man, the myth, the child made out of blob material. What? Alex S. Kibler. Alex, is blob material like flubber, or is that like in the the B movie, the blob? Like I have this to tell you, kind of pink gelatinous goo. When you first said that, I was like, is this some sort of like failed '90s Nickelodeon toy product? Is it kind of like Gak or? No. Uh, what was the other one they had? They had Gak, and then they had the one that was like the little beans. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, hang on. Little I'm Googling beans. this. Nickelodeon toys. Gak or... Little bean. <laughs> Wait. The Gak Blob, first of all, they had a toy called the Gak Blob. Oh, God. And remember, you could get, like, scented Gak? That stuff all I have was, to say it's called is Floam. Do this every week. It's called Floam. And for some reason, they also had Smud and Zand and you Zoglogs. Are never, <laughs> ever ready. And Goose. What? I'm sending you this article. It do is Do not do that. I will It block is 13 phone Nickelodeon number. toys you probably forgot about. This counts as some form of harassment. I it counts as my childhood. You're an old man. You don't remember, but like Nickelodeon Aren't you dude, the same age as me. You're you're like significantly older, and by significantly, I mean like a year. Well, yeah, like what, like twelve months? <laughs> Maybe <laughs> that's it. Significantly but come older. Come on, you remember Gak? Yeah, I never said I didn't. You remember Crossfire? That game was my jam. The one with like the anyway. Little did you say that a made? I'm sorry, I didn't follow. What, is this a made of out of something? As usually the case. You go off on a tangent. No, when I when I file this conversation away later on, is this a is this a hey you're made of something or you eat it? Like which one is this? Because those are some those are two pretty big buckets that I already have going from your humor. You claim this, but those don't exist. <laughs> You've never organized a thing. In no, your life. nothing ever except You've, the, the no, icons no on my desktop. I I freak out if my desktop icons are not organized. True That's story. True. Then, Are you a then, desktop organizer on your computer? No. No, I don't, like, put anything on the desktop. Oh, but you're like one of these, you know, you're barren. Your, your desktop is barren. I'm barren? I can't it's have a, children. It's a tundra of... Uh, <laughs> no one has used barren in that way in, like, I'm your apartment. I'm going to mess up your computer. I'm I would like, hate you for like, that. Move all your files around. Yeah. Because now I know. Now I know. <sighs> That was a very frustrating back and forth that just happened. I feel like <laughs> every time we start a podcast, you're like, I'm never getting that part of my life back. But you set me up for these stupid questions. They're not stupid. They're great. <laughs> I just don't understand how you're never prepared. <laughs> I'm every not time. prepared to talk about a blob. You, you know, were I don't think I've actually answer seen the blob, you were, to be honest. You were a boy who was made from blob material. Is I've never seen the blob. Is it? You don't have to have seen the blob, but like, is that so? There's old movies that people are like, oh, you got to see it, bro. I don't think anyone's ever said, bro, you got to see the blob. I just said you didn't have to see it. Nobody is saying you have to see it, but you were a boy made of blob material. I I still am, by the way. If you ever saw me with my shirt off, I'm fine going <laughs> the rest of my life never seeing that. Uh, you got because. away with it when we were in Orlando. <laughs> Got away with what? Oh, not, not seeing, seeing your shirtlessness? Yeah. Yes. I, it you did was a good a job. Tough call. Uh-huh. Uh, but I, we didn't go to the pool, so that helps. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> that, that got us by. Uh-huh. 
oh boy, what a weird start. So Alex, we're in preseason right now. Silly season, Jeff. No, it's not that silly. Well, it's kind of going to be soon. <laughs> it's kind of silly. Yeah, it's kind of silly. But uh, it, we we are deep in preseason, and one of the, I guess what what do we call it? A cloud hanging over this. I was about to say yeah, dark it, cloud, it, but it that's is the name cloud. of the supporters of the uh, Minnesota United. They have a great really? name. They're the Dark Clouds. That's kind of cool. Cool name. You're, what does it have to do with the loons? What's that? What does it have to do with the loons? That they're like a dark cloud over their enemies? I don't know. I didn't come up with it. <laughs> I mean, you I'm seem to know a lot about it. I was just... We all have to get ready because that team's entering the league soon. So we got to focus up. But yeah. a cloud looming over preseason or offseason, whatever you want to call it. Drogba. Oh, my gosh. Alex, get us up to speed. Well, for the last... I don't know, probably two or three weeks, mm-hmm. I would say, the there was a great fear amongst Impact fans that Drogba, and there's a lot of smoke, that Drogba was being wooed away back to Chelsea, um, mm-hmm. probably in a coaching capacity. Um, you know, whenever you get a single, a player that comes in and has a single season like that of Didier Drogba in 2015, that's not replaceable in this league frankly i would argue that he's probably top five impact signings maybe ever in the history of mls um and so there was a lot of hand-wringing and worriedness going on in the impact montreal camp but but all that is put aside didier drogba posted a twitter a, a photo on twitter Showing that he apparently thought he could drive to Qatar to get ready for the preseason <laughs> with the I'm Montreal assuming, Impact. I'm assuming he was going to the airport. Well, you would think, but he didn't really say that. He's like, I'm going to practice in Qatar, and he's driving. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you don't know. Do they? Does he know geography? I for don't his really. Sake, I would hope so. Yeah. I, well, you would certainly hope. If you're here's the question: If you're Impact Montreal. How does this? I mean, you were you were just spent the off season potentially preparing to have to try to replace Didier Drogba, which of course we all know is impossible. But you were faced with the proposition that you went from having a dominant forward to having you know sort of also ran forwards. No offense to that roster, but how does this change your thinking going into the rest of the preseason? Well, I, I don't think it changes your original thinking before this happened. I, I'd be surprised if they truly believed they were going to get like five seasons out of this man. You had to have known, like, you're going to have to replace him sooner rather than later. I think their schedule was inched up uh, when it sounded like he was going to go now. Yeah. But I'd be shocked if he is there next season. By next season, I mean after this one that's right. obviously coming. That'd be surprising to me. Uh, here's what I think happened. I think the offer was real from Chelsea, but they talked about it too much. So they have the whole tampering issue. Mm-hmm. And MLS said, sure, we'll let him go. But And they said the number that it's going to take for that to happen. And that number was huge. Yeah. And it almost – and I have no issue with that number being huge. But I bet the number – was enormous and chelsea as much as they may want him back to coach it's like not at those prices you you get the sense that 
he's worth far more to the front office of Montreal Impact than he is, at least at the moment, to Chelsea. If he's going back in a coaching capacity, then that can happen in three years or two years when he doesn't really even have the desire or the physique to continue playing. And you don't have to pay a fortune. You wait it out. Yeah, exactly. He obviously wants to come back and coach. And he's going to be a legend for your club for the rest of his life. I mean, he's Chelsea through and through. No one's ever going to say that he's not a Chelsea player. And I, I say a Chelsea player, meaning that's if he was going to go into the World Soccer Hall of Fame or whatever, he'd be wearing a Chelsea jersey. It's like if Thierry Henry wants to coach for Arsenal. He's not wearing him. a Red Bull shirt into the, into the no. Hall of Fame. That's <laughs> no, your point. Yes, I agree. Not. He's not. Or a Barcelona shirt, for that matter. Yeah, like, he's an he's Arsenal not. man. Yeah, He's an Arsenal man. Uh, is he's a Chelsea guy. And, and the Impact knew that when they signed him. I think this was a short-term fix to begin with. But it does sort of speed up your timetable. And at any time, he can just say he's retired. Yeah. That's part of the problem. That, that's, that's part of your, your worry as well, is that he's just going to decide, you know what, I'm going to hang him up. And then you don't have much recourse at that point. You don't. You don't. So you need to find a replacement player. Um, I hope that he can make it through the season, both for uh, to prevent him from retiring, of course, but also just health reasons. Like, the dude's old. Yeah. He, He's not he can, a spring chicken anymore. Who knows if he can make it through a whole MLS season. So you need to get your scouts out there and find somebody. I fully believe that they have identified people they'd like to have. But it won't be Drogba. There's there's nobody like that. You're out of players like that. You would need to sign someone like Neymar at that point to like get a player of that kind of quality. And you don't have that kind of money. It's not going to happen. I think there are players that play a big enough, physical enough you know, game that they could come over and have a similar impact, but they're none of them are going to be as finished product as Didier Drogba was. You know, like thinking like big forwards, you, you have a player like I guess an Andy Carroll who hasn't really fit in in a lot of the lineups that he's lived in. A, he's too young to come to MLS, but but, but B, yeah, you would get the size, but you don't get the free kicks. Like Didier Drogba's a freak, man. He's a freak. He- he he is, and I want to just take a step back to something you said earlier. The front office value for him specifically to oh, monstrous, yes, is enormous. So let's go French back speaking to your, country, French speaking well region. Yeah, <laughs> but it's not a separate country. But as much as no, they no, may no, want, no, I meant I meant uh, Ivory Coast. Or where is he from? Is he from Ivory oh, Coast? Oh, yes, yes, yes. He is from the Ivory Coast. I thought you were referring to, to no, 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 the Ivory Coast yeah, yeah. by uh, extension. I'm like, they're not a separate country, but they are a French-speaking area. But yes, the Ivory Coast is French-speaking. So that's the type of signing you want. Yeah, like, exactly. People can get excited about that. Andy Carroll, who I disagree about being too young. I don't think he is. Someone would just have to pay out the nose for him. Yeah. Uh, he's not going to get people excited to show up at Stad Saputo. Like Drogba is right, like, exactly. Not, not in that happen. specific region. I agree. Yes, that's not going to happen. You'd be hard pressed to find another player like that, unless Paul Pogba is available, uh, is, which I highly, highly doubt. I, I, somehow, I suspect that he's not. <laughs> yeah, or or you're going to have to shell out what two hundred million dollars? Like yeah. it'd be something yeah. ridiculous you'd have to pay to get a player of that of that class, of that caliber, who's also French-speaking, and the people in Montreal would say, yes, we're going to show up for this. But you know what helps? Winning. 
Winning helps. With Drogba there, you've got to get these wins done. And you've got to get people showing up at Stad Spudo, which they did at the end of the last season. Got to people showing up and saying, you know what? I enjoy this experience. And I'm not only here to see one person. This is a broad spectrum statement I'm about to make. So it's not specific just to the Montreal impact. But I feel like Montreal, and there's a handful of teams in the East, locations in the East, but also in the West a little bit, that I feel like if they made the right handful of signings and they run won the right games in a row, they could really, really be onto something. Like Montreal, I feel like, is that way. I think Vancouver could be that way where they would pack that place every single weekend. They, they have good attendance, but don't get me wrong. But I feel like there are some sleeping giants, uh, especially in Canada, that are not currently being sort of yoked for the strength that they have in terms of fan base. Um Losing Drogba would be a massive step backwards in that regard. It would be. Wins help. They were winning. They went to the playoffs. They looked good. Yeah. And it also showed that the rest of the team ain't half bad. Like, this is a team that made it to the CCL final. Like, they're not. Yeah. They're not a bad team. They had a bad string of games, but they're not a bad team. But speaking of development yeah. getting people in the stands oh. moving forward yes. growth yes your personal best friend <laughs> jordan morris is officially a seattle sounder your thoughts uh, i think that i think that jordan morris was in mm. a very rare win-win situation in soccer Mm-hmm. I feel as if had he decided to stay in Germany, it would have been great for him. If he's oh, going to yeah. play for Seattle Sounders, it's going to be great for him. I, I, I'm in a position where I would tell you that I don't think either one is going to have that big of a negative impact, if any, on his development and on his career. Um, he's still a very young man. Um, he could follow you know, a path of... Let's play for Seattle for two or three years, get sold to, you know, some team in England. And all of a sudden, you have yourself a career, um, sort of out of out of Stanford University. Um, well, he's already a proven commodity at a certain level. He is. You know what you're getting. This man scored against Germany. Like, yeah, and one of the greatest dummies of all time for the U.S. men's national uh, team. That I, I still so think pleased. about that dummy. <laughs> so pleased. So for you, gingers who are not following the Jordan Morris story. And I can understand why. Uh, he was born in 1994, a year when I was 11, but he was zero. Wait, so he's did, only 20. When did Gak come out? Not this Nickelodeon. again. <laughs> 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 oh, war on Gak. Alex. Hang this on. Gak, there's a war Gak on came Alex, out folks. in 1992 and then reissued in 1994. So he was around for the second wave of Gak. Got it. Okay. Ugh. Now that I'm, I'm. Listen, I. Is that I, how you I, your That's eye? my calendar. I go by the GAT calendar. I'm not not Gregorian or any of that stuff. No, Nickelodeon shitty toy release calendar. That's my calendar. Oh my! <laughs> uh, thing called Solar GAC. I don't even you know what that is. Are awful. Flo. So bad. Oh, Flo came out in '94. <sighs> <laughs> All right. Back uh, to reality. Yeah. He's 21. Yep. Young man. 
You get yeah. you get your 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 first pro team right now uh-huh. at age twenty one. In your hometown, he's a Seattle native. He's born in Seattle, raised in Seattle. You know, people are going to have Jordan Morris jerseys day one. Oh yes, all over the place. Yes, they're going to have Jordan Morris, and and that's a soccer town. So like, people are into it. They care. They, yeah. they know who you are. They care. You're going to come out of that tunnel. You're going to come out of that lineup. You're going to line up out there. People are going to cheer your name. That isn't going to happen in Germany day one. And I know people say stuff like that shouldn't matter, but that's stuff like that matters. Mm-hmm. Like you're you're already going to be uh, a favorite. The downside of that is if you mess up, you're going to hear about it. <laughs> you know, like if you if you if you don't live to the billing, those fans will let you know. But whereas in Germany, people say like, "Well, he was an American; they're terrible anyway," right? And they'll just cut you. The other thing, though, is Seattle's invested. They're putting a lot of money in this. They've been invested in him as a product. They want him to succeed. And the thing that we keep hitting on, and we have multiple episodes now, if he plays two, three good seasons, he's, what, 24? Yeah, yeah. And then you can go wherever it is you want to go. And if you're still good, and he probably will be, go to Germany, go to England, whatever. You're a young man. It's like if you're that young, uh, I don't. I don't see the downside to playing at home. I really don't. I really don't. I do understand the upside of playing overseas, but it has a downside. For example, you don't matter to them. <laughs> right? They don't, exactly. They you're, don't not, you're not. You're not. You're not a get for them. For Bundesliga, you're just another guy. You're another for, forward. Exactly. You're just some other guy. Whereas for MLS. They want you to do well. Now, this has also bag, backfired for the league before uh, the Freddie Adu compar- comparison gets made all the time. Yeah. Which I understand. Um, he was much younger, but I understand. Well, understand. and Jordan Morris is, an, is a far more finished product than Freddie Adu will ever be in his career. So let, let's not – let's call – no, that's not, a, that's not a dig. That's not a dig at Freddie Adu. Jordan Morris, Freddie Adu – would have never had the game sense to pull the dummy against Germany. He will never in his entire playing career. That's not the way that Freddie Adu thinks when he's playing soccer. That's what I'm saying. Jordan Mm. Morris has the physical traits as well, but he also already has a, a great sense of team positioning when he's playing soccer that you don't see out of young guys all the time. I mean, this guy already has accolades. He's a Herman Trophy winner. He was the Pac-12 Player of the Year. He was first team all Pac-12 for three seasons. Uh, He's an NCAA champion. He also got some high school All-American award in 2012. Like, it's not a secret that he's doing well. Yeah, exactly. He's expected to do well. Um, I'm very interested in seeing what he looks like in preseason because I think he's absolutely playing in preseason. And I want to see... If he's going to be a starting 11 player, because this is a criticism, Gingers, uh, that you remember from last season, that uh, our good friend here, Alex Kibler, made of the Seattle Sanders, is that they're old. Yeah. They're old. And they've tied up a lot of cap in old players. Jordan Morris is 21. And, like, Clint Dempsey's not going to play forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? He's just not. I love him. But he's not going to be there forever. You could make a Jordan Morris the face of your franchise. You, the the question really then becomes: When can you hold on to him? That's the tough part. I, even though I think you're going to get a couple good seasons out of him, 
you get like two, three seasons in, someone comes by and says, we'll give you $5 million for this kid. What are you going to say no to that? Yeah. They sold DeAndre Yedlin for $4 million. Yeah. I think potentially Jordan Morris is worth significantly more than DeAndre Yedlin. Potentially, if, if he yeah. has an unbelievable first two or three seasons with Seattle, he could he could theoretically be the, the record MLS transfer fee. He could, but I think you're hitting on the ultimate point here. They would sell him. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's fine. I think if you're Seattle Sounders, if you say, hey, play for us till you're 25, you make this local sort of legend for the kid. He goes and he plays in Italy until he's 31 or 32, and he comes back and gets two more seasons for Seattle. That's a success. That's, that's the business of soccer in North America right now, and that would be a success. I would define that as that a would success. And, and I think he would be motivated to leave. Uh, but I, I'm very curious to see what Jordan Morris looks like this season because he's getting minutes. Oh, yeah. He's playing. He's definitely, definitely playing. In other potential... Jeez, <laughs> I'm so... I just don't even want to talk about this. <laughs> well, how do you think I feel? I Well, yeah. Good point. Uh, Ashley Cole, yeah. who... And you'll have to double check, but I think he's 45. Ashley Sounds Cole, right, yeah. <laughs> sounds correct. Uh, has had his contract terminated by Roma mm-hmm. and all of the reports. And by the time you listen to this, gingers, it'll probably be official. Uh, all the reports say he's going to the Los Angeles galaxy. Alex, why? I just, uh, I don't know. He's 35. All joking aside, the man's 35. He had a salary with Roma of 2.3 million euros a year. Um, I, I don't, I don't understand why this is the direction that the galaxy are choosing to go in if if all the rumors are true. In other words, you could levy an argument against LA that they are starting to get a little long in the tooth. Um, I, I would spend the amount of money that would cost to bring him in on a young, exciting talent instead of the old guy who probably can't keep up with MLS. Steven Gerrard and Robbie Keane are both 35 years old. Yeah. Robbie, Robbie Keane plays... He still a, has it. He does. And he, he plays forward in a way that he could play theoretically until he's 37, 38, 39. And he um, probably will, frankly. Steven You're Gerrard, to, no I don't way. Know. I'm still um, not this. I'm not sure he can play his current age, but that's a different conversation. And we bring in Ashley Cole. Let's keep this in mind. He wasn't playing for Roma. It's like, yes, he was on the team, quote unquote. But he wasn't getting any minutes. That's why they were fine with uh, canceling his contract. They don't want to pay him two million euros to sit yeah. on the bench. There's an interesting sort of side question to this too, though, which is where does Robbie Rogers go? Ro- Robbie Rogers has been a revelation at left back for the LA Galaxy after being a, a midfielder for most of his career. Um, do you shop a Robbie Rogers if you're going to bring in Ashley Cole? Well, I mean, you can get money for Robbie Rogers, but that's so dumb. Yeah, I know. Hold on to Ro- Robbie Rogers is what twenty seven. He's twenty eight, and here's okay, the thing: he's fine. not going to cost you nearly as much as you would get from Ashley Cole. And I think the production's just as good. You got to keep Robbie. That Rogers. might be an incredibly Ooh, American right Homer now. thing to say. But uh, Robbie Rogers is a third. Did you know that he's Robbie Rogers the third? He's Robert Hampton Rogers the third. If Wikipedia is correct. <laughs> Fair enough, but uh, I did not know there were two previous. That sounds like his dad is like super, super rich. 
He's he like, probably is. Robert, <laughs> you probably have you finished is. your school assignments this morning? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I, I went and, with Harry and, Potter and, and for some reason. A, I don't know why it was fan, the Dursleys. Um, defense wasn't really the major problem for the team. No. Why are you bringing in this why? really old, expensive left back? I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get why that's where all this money's being spent. Not only, okay, obviously uh, uh, you lose Omar, which is significant, but you have these people you're bringing up from uh, Los Dos, LA Galaxy 2, who can play. Like You've got your homegrown players. I, I've, I, I had confidence in uh, defense. I, th- I think we still had players there. I wanted to see some work in midfield, frankly. <laughs> like, that's what I well, wanted. Yeah, my thing is you just lost Janino and Omar. How are you going to replace that? It's my well, question. Ashley Cole isn't the answer. I think we can all Yes, exactly. We can all agree, uh, come to a consensus that Ashley Cole is not the answer to that question. But it looks like all signs are pointing to that is what's happening. Yeah. It's tough for me to get excited about that. If it was 10 years ago, I'd be excited to play. Right. Exactly. I, like, this isn't, this isn't something that I, I, I can really cheer for. I don't know. I don't get it. That being said, like Bruce Arena is the Bill Belichick of uh, of American soccer. He's he's a he's a soccer weirdo. He's crazy about it. Um, or as uh, Robbie Keane called him, he's the Alex Ferguson of American soccer. And there's definitely the the, the trophies at least. Yeah. To to back that up, he controls. He's the GM there. He he makes these personnel decisions. He must have some kind of plan. Just like I can't see it. I'm I'm looking at the roster as it stands right now. Like, I just don't get like why you want a man who may like can he make it through the season? What two seasons? Like how long is will he, he stay- make it? I think is a better question. And this is the same person who said when he signed for Roma that he wasn't interested in going to MLS and retiring on a beach, but that seems to be what he's doing. Yeah, and, and it's going to be tough for. Him and, frankly, the LA Galaxy to live down that soundbite. Really. It, it's, it's hard to It's hard to convince people that that's not exactly what's happening right this yeah. second. Just like, not only are you going, yeah. <laughs> you're going to play for LA. Right. It's, that's exactly the team that people think of. And it was a dig at, like, Steven Gerrard and, like, Robbie Keane and folks like that. But uh, I just, uh, I don't get it. Did you hear this other thing? That Gio Dos Santos was saying his brother, Jonathan Dos Santos, is interested in coming? Okay, I don't know anything about Jonathan Dos Santos. I did see that. Okay, is he, so like, good at, good at soccer? <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is good. Uh, he is he as good for, as Gio? Uh, I would say Gio is probably a better player. Uh, but he, he is good. He plays for Villarreal. Real, yeah. Uh, used to play for Barcelona. He plays for Villarreal. What Real. position does he play? He's a midfielder. Okay. Would, which is what I think LA needs. Oh, and a defensive mid. Oh, bro. Could you like, have the Dos Santos brothers in central mid? One, see, now, one, see, now one a holding it, and one. Yeah, dude. That'd see, be pretty that's, cool. That's something. And Yo, you could have. Real, real question. Would you get both two Saints jerseys if that happened? Oh, I don't know. You'd have to get both. Why would I get both? You get because one. Then, just pretend it's for the other one. <laughs> just, just don't get a number. Just have it say Dos just Santos. The other number. Wait, on the does Gio Dos Santos say Dos Santos or does it say Gio? Oh, good question. Let me double check. I think it says Gio. I think it says Gio. It's not going to work. My plan's not going to work. Can I? Can I just go off on a brief tangent here? 
when are you not going off on a brief that's tangent? sort of my job i think that's why i'm on this show but you made the show all right go ahead <laughs> That's I, listen. When you're breaking down the demographic, the only people who are here for me are the people who appreciate tangents. Um, what I'm saying is, if it's Geo, which I don't know, hang on, Dos Santos, L A Galaxy, Jersey. Why are you talking this out? It says Giovanni on the back. So would it oh, say Jonathan on the back? If it was his brother. Because it couldn't say Dos Santos, because that's just confusing. The tangent that I was going to go off on could. is, why are we letting people put whatever name they want on the back of their jerseys all of a sudden? Why does Mix Discarude get to have Mix on the back of his jersey? I love. I mean, it's it cool, says- but I kind of hate it. <laughs> like, I'm like, like why do you get to do that? Well, why, why can't Frank just have Frank? How come traditionally they let like uh, Brazilians put whatever they want? Listen, they, Brazil, they've won like a thousand World Cups. They can do whatever they want. I, I How many Mexico won? That's all I'm saying. If you, some, if you win five World Cups, Cups, Mexico, you can put whatever names you want on the back of your jersey. I don't care. The back of Jonathan Dos Santos' jersey at Villarreal is J. Dos Santos. Which it should be at Galaxy. It should be G. Period. Dos Santos and J. Period. I can't. Dos I can't get. I can't get enthusiastic about this. this or I just two Saints about. one and two Saints two. That's that what I they should, should put do. on the back. Yeah, bro. That you should I just make do. that. You should I would wear. I we, wear a jersey listen, that says two in Saints. these T-shirts that are probably never actually going to come to fruition. We well, need one to of us get. Has to do we need to <laughs> right. We need to do like a like a buddy cop show, and it's just called Two Saints, and it's just like the two of them, and they're like in like cop gear. That would be hilarious. People but how buy much that. better of a signing would Jonathan Dos Santos be than Ashley Cole for the LA Galaxy? Oh, That's a much better immensely signing. Immensely better. Here's the thing. I think I think LA might be at a point where they're like, we can give anybody a run out, and it's not we're still gonna make the playoffs and probably make the MLS Cup final. And eventually that mentality is gonna bite him in the ass. I think I just don't get the appeal of that. It's it's actually cool specific for me. Like it really, really is. Like I don't get it. These other signings, like I didn't have a problem with Dan Kennedy being signed. That's an upgrade for them for goalkeeper. Not compared to well, we've talked about this too. I much. mean, the thing here's the thing. Bruce Arena is such a good coach. Like he could field like anybody and make the playoffs. Like he could have a team with like Steve Buscemi and like. <laughs> <laughs> so you know he could field anybody out there and they'd make the playoffs so it's not it's not a question of are they going to make the playoffs the question then no, it's winning MLS exactly and if that that's got to be your only goal if you're the la galaxy you've accomplished everything else so similar, my similar to the yankees you, you yeah, play to win the World series we're, that's we're, why we're not, you exist you exist to win you're not doing anything else no this is a team that needs to do better in like the CCL. Like they they need to do better in the U.S. Open Cup. Like they, they actually Cole's able... going to do nothing for that. Nothing. That's why I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, Jonathan Dos Santos makes sense because he also plays for Mexico. There's value for those players to be playing these other Concacaf players because right. you're going to have to anyway. Right. Uh, yeah, I'm all worked up now, Gingers. <laughs> worked up. All right, Gingers, we got a few more quick hits before we let you guys go. Um, some yeah, news out of D.C. Bill Hamid out four to six months for surgery to repair a torn meniscus. Sad. It is sad. I, sad. I hope 
I think if you're Bill Hamid, your main hope is that the front office of DC United gives you the appropriate amount of time to make sure that you are back fully fit with no lingering side effects because that kid has a big-time U.S. men's national team career ahead of him. And what you don't want is a nagging knee injury haunting you for the rest of your life just because the front office decided that Joe Schmo behind you can't keep up with the MLS Eastern Conference, which is a hilarious sentence when you say someone can't keep up with the MLS Eastern Conference. But your point I – mean, my point is, is, is still the case. You, you, DC is not going to spend a ton of money on a replacement for you, you know? He's got 140 matches on his body, and he's only 25. Yeah. He He, needs to get well before he comes back, is all I'm saying. I I agree with you, but I could also see DC not having a lot of patience. They clearly don't have anybody else. You know what I mean? They don't have anybody else. And I don't think they're going to spend money on anybody else. No. No, they're not. What do they have? Andrew Dykstra? Like, I... I don't know. It's going to be a tough one. Uh, wish him the best. Four to six months. That's a long time. Um, but I wish him the best. Oh, I just discovered he's the club's longest tenured player right now. That's crazy. He's a young guy, too. Yeah. Oh, they just got rid of um, Chris Pontius, so I bet he replaced Pontius. Probably did. In that, in that result. Probably did. Oh, my goodness. Speaking of goalkeepers. Here we go. You like that segue, baby? All right. Um, don't call Atlanta me Atlanta United. Soccer club? Are they soccer club? I think so. Wait, I'm double Atlanta check for United FC Football Club. Because in the South, that place. Um, they don't want you to get confused. Signed a player. <laughs> Jeff, they have a player. Just like NYCFC had a forward for like 18 months before they ever played a game. Alexandros Tabakis. Yeah. Extremely I've- Greek. Born in Greece. Oh my God! Please try to tell me. Please try to pronounce the team that he came from for me, please. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Your mouth started to make the P shape, and then yeah, you just aborted. You're like, I'm out. Nope. There's too many syllables in here. Panathinaikos. That's that my sounded guess. offensive to me. Panathinaikos, perhaps. Mm-hmm. One of mm-hmm. the top clubs in the Greek, Greek, Greek. Wow. Greek with a P. Greek Super League. Um, but he was on loan somewhere. Yeah, and he's going to play this coming season on loan with Charleston Battery, um, who have recently signed a USL partnership agreement with Atlanta United. So he's, he's going to get some minutes, which is great. Um, you know... I expected more from the Atlanta United ownership group in terms of, like, if you are going to have this early of a signing, are you not going to make a big splash? Like, I guess that was kind of what I was expecting, you know? Eh, I think you're overthinking this one. It This doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I don't even know if this is their starting goalkeeper, frankly. Probably not. Like, this is too far away. Yeah. I think they saw someone who they were high on. But they knew if they didn't make a move, someone else was going to purchase this player. Yeah. And they decided, hey, let's make the move. Why not Let's get him his minutes. Because he wasn't really getting minutes. Let's get him his minutes. Right? Season starts. Bare minimum. We know we have a goalkeeper. I believe that there is going to be a big name signing for Atlanta. Uh, it's probably not going to be more a goalkeeper. more than one. Yeah. 
<laughs> but they're, they're going to have somebody because Arthur Blank is a billionaire. And that stadium, Mercedes-Benz Stadium, not to be confused with the Mercedes-Benz Superdome in New Orleans, <laughs> that stadium cost a fortune. Yeah. And they're going to want to make sure day one people are showing up. That being said, they seem to be doing very well with like pre-sales for uh, like season tickets Extremely and stuff like that. Well. Yeah. I think they're going to be well supported. But I, I, I doubt this is a team that's going to start – their MLS career with a bunch of no-name scrubs you've never heard of. No I, I, re- I really doubt it. No There's going to be somebody on that team you know. In fact, I believe moving forward, and this was even true of this most recent expansion year, uh, every expansion team is going to have at least somebody you've heard of. Yeah. First season. I feel like that's a bare minimum requirement at this point. Uh, the most recent episode of Days of Our Lives came out, and uh, Jurgen Klinsmann. You love this story. And Jurgen Klinsmann and Benny Failhaber are at it again. There's not much to say here. Why do we, you like the story so much? I don't like it, but I think we have to talk about it. Jurgen Klinsmann, we've had the conversation before around is the U.S. men's national team a meritocracy? Should it be a meritocracy? Is it about the best players or is it about getting players that work together? And that's been an argument for a long time. I'm of the personal opinion that I don't think Jurgen Klinsmann can construct a good lineup regardless of whether it's a meritocracy or not. But, but, ooh, but that being said, they've gotten into it recently. Obviously, Benny, Failhab- Benny Failhaber, pardon me, had a great breakout season with sporting kansas city this year he played out of his mind um the question that we talked about last week when we almost talked about this is who does he replace in the midfield i i don't know the answer is no one which is why he's not playing like i i don't know who he replaces but this real issue the two of them just don't get along yeah it's a personal thing i think like i don't care what either party says like they just don't they don't get along and we've heard rumblings in the past like Benny Failhaber can rub people the wrong way. Like that's been known. Yeah. <laughs> that's a thing. That's kind of surprising. Uh, and then other people just love him to death. Like he's he's a there's a, a divide of a sort. Which doesn't surprise me. And he was one of Bob Bradley's guys. Yeah. You know, Bob loved him. Uh so he got his minutes then. I think they just don't get along. And I know that Jurgen's saying he rates him lower than his other options. And as a thought problem, you have to wonder, like, yeah, who would Benny Failhaber replace? But when the team is underperforming anyway, I'm like, who cares who he replaces? <laughs> replace anybody. Replace anybody in that midfield. Yeah, exactly. Replace anybody. Let's just get somebody out there. Um, I, I really think this is just a personal beef that's being framed as some sort of grand indictment of either the program or MLS or both. Mm-hmm. It, I, I don't think that's what's going on in this specific case. I would agree. Like, I don't buy it. I wish Phil Harbour would get another look. I think he I really provides do. some creativity that you don't get, you know, some some raw, very sort of quick technical creativity that you don't get a lot of out of the lineup that you put out there. They try to put a lot of athletes on the field. Mm-hmm. Um, Benny is not as athletic as some of those guys that you have out there, but I think he could be more creative. Very true. Very, very true. One last uh, note before we uh, get on to a, a piece of ginger mail. Gingers. Ooh. Yeah, baby. Um, some more recent rumblings about everyone's favorite bearded guy, Tim Howard, to the Colorado Rapids of all places. <sighs> 
Yeah, the sigh is sort of how I feel about it, too. Because the thing is, for a long time, I really wanted Tim Howard to come back to the United States to come play in MLS. That'd be amazing. But to Colorado? Yeah, I think that's the issue I have, too. It's the team, specifically. <laughs> uh, like, I, don't, I don't want him to go play in Colorado. No. I don't want him to do that. Uh, I'd rather, unless, is this Colorado getting serious for a change? Okay, so if if they bring him in and then follow it up with a couple of other bigger splash like signings, then in that case, I'm totally on board. But if you're My, bringing in just Tim Howard and expecting to win with your existing roster and Tim Howard, you're crazy. Yeah, that, and and that's the fear you, I, and a lot of casual MLS fans have. It's like, is that the plan? Like, we're just going to sign a goalkeeper? Because that was never the issue. They had Clint Irwin, who they traded away, but they had, like, a competent goalkeeper. Uh, you can get a world-class goalkeeper, but that wasn't the difference maker here. That wasn't the problem. Yeah, you couldn't score any goals. Yeah, you need people up front. Yeah. Like, that's what you need. That's what you need. Uh, it does... Well, there's a lot of thoughts here. It does illustrate a problem that MLS has in general, uh, and, and that being because of how the salary cap structure works, when you're spending big money, you tend to spend those on uh, goal-scoring threats. That's where your money tends to go. That's what you can justify. You'd have to pay Tim Howard millions of dollars. Oh, yes, many millions. To play goalkeeper, and I just... I don't think that's going to be a big difference maker for you. Also, goalkeeper in MLS tends to actually be a pretty strong position. <laughs> People tend to do well in it. So it's not like you have some secret plan. I guess your plan is you're not going to give up any goals, like zero goals. <laughs> I don't know. Like It doesn't make any sense to me unless you're also signing somebody else. Uh, and the reason this is coming to pass is that Everton itself is having a rough season. Uh, Roberto Martinez over there has even said like he can't guarantee that Tim Howard is going to keep the number one spot. So people are wondering, all right, what does that mean for Tim? He could be on the move. And as recently as like a season ago, it sounded like he was going to retire at Everton. Like that was yeah. just going to be it. And now you know the, the the tide has changed. First, I feel like Tim could get an offer from a Premier League team. <laughs> Like, I don't think he has to leave the Premier League to keep playing. And then he could have other European offers. And then if he goes to MLS, like, I would think one of the big teams would want him. Mm-hmm. Unless Colorado's just paying out the nose for this man, and that just seems foolish to me. It, it seems foolish that that's how they would choose to spend their funds. And we know they have money. They just moved uh, St. Louis back to L.A. Like, they've got money. <laughs> the yeah. ownership has dollars. But they don't spend. And, and why is this? Is Tim Howard going to pe- put people in the seats? I think he'd put some in the seats. <sighs> and that stadium's not that big. It's like, what, no. 17,000? Yeah. They'd probably do decent attendance anyway. It's a great little know. building, yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. It's a great little building. But... Um, if you have that kind of money sitting around, if you have those millions of dollars, it's like, let's get like two or three mid-level players. <laughs> let's do that. And then we can win some games. Spending this all on a goalkeeper, I, do, I don't get it. Similar to the Ashley Cole thing, like I just don't understand this as a move. Yeah, I don't get it. Me neither. And le- speaking of which, we got a piece of ginger mail from our super fan, Nikki, out in California. 
Uh, he says, hey, guys. Who I have met. Who you've, he's a real guy. Uh, hey, guys, it's officially the preseason. Yay! I'm so excited to watch Jeff and I's L.A. Galaxy, a team with a median age similar to that of a town in Central Florida, scrape by this season, skid into the playoffs, and burn out in the knockout ran- round. It's going to be rad. I'm with you guys. The new LAFC logo is hot fire, and it will be everywhere when they start to release gear with a new logo on it. And I'm with Jeff. I'm going to probably buy a hat or a shirt with the logo on because it looks that See? cool. Maybe New Era will do a limited run of Newsboy hats for one Alex S. Kibler. Ha ha. Uh, <laughs> on the topic of LAFC, I think this ownership group is particularly poised to get this second LA team right. The Galaxy are most definitely going to be have to realign their brand, as Jeff said, with winning because the stars are going to be out in full force at LAFC. Jeff. Do you think, we sort of already answered this, do you think the way that Bruce and the Galaxy are setting up the roster the way they are, with old people who outside of McGee aren't proven in MLS, is because the young guns from Los Dos aren't up to snuff yet? Or is Bruce signing players like Cole for Champions League and he has stopped trying to go for MLS Cup? I think he's going for MLS Cup and not Champions League. I think it's the opposite. I don't get it. See, it's interesting that you said that. Yeah, because he says, I can't tell if this rumored side is better suited for CCL play than last year's team was, but I'm cautiously optimistic. We got Donovan older and more crumbly than the feta cheese Alexander Hamilton put on his salad rickets out of goal. That's quite the sarcastic air quote. So it has to be better this year, right? He doesn't sound very convincing in that question. Alex, it's an old team. It's an old team. Alex, is, is it's NYCFC's second year in the league. Are you more optimistic this season than you were last year because of a refined knowledge of what players are and aren't garbage? Or is it all <laughs> that, that confidence negated because of the coaching change? You know, here, here's the thing. Uh, my answer to that question is that I have, I have probably the same expectations, although... I I genuinely might be more optimistic. And the reason that I say that is for the sole reason I think Patrick Vieira is already doing what I think. And it's not his – I can't attribute this to Patrick Vieira. But they're signing younger defending players who can go forward and who are athletic that you didn't have last year. You know, you're, you're replacing a guy like Jeb Brovsky – no offense to Jeb, but with some younger, faster talent from CONCACAF in some cases. So I, I think that's a positive. Um, but I also think you're, we've said this many times, you're going to get more consideration from the parent club when it comes to loans and that kind of thing. So what I would say is I'm slightly more optimistic. I, I thought, you know, for the result, I thought that the East would be weaker than it was last season. So I thought NYCFC might make the playoffs. If NYCFC play to their potential, I think they could make the playoffs this season. Um, MLS Cup, no chance, but I think they can make the playoffs. Uh, well, once he also, you get to the playoffs, anything can happen. Portland ran yeah. the table. Yeah, exactly. And he also says Atlanta Stadium got pushed back, which means they're going to be pull a Toronto and play the first few months of their first season on the road, which sucks for those fans, but we'll surely make that first home game all the more interesting. Glad the podcast is back. Can't wait to hear you guys' thoughts on this upcoming season. Nikki. Nikki, thank you for the email. 
Always appreciated. I do have to say, I'm still on the wait and see within my CFC. I I need to see some preseason games. New coach, new formation, new ideas, and I want to see how he's lining these people. I cannot wait to see the formation that comes out of Patrick Vieira's mind. You're such a nerd! Ways that you can get in touch with us, gingers, at Straight Red Pod on Twitter, that's the show, at Jeff is Famous on Twitter, that's Jeff, at Alex S. Kibler on Twitter, that's me, Straight Red at iCloud.com, Straight Red Podcast and Instagram, and please hit us up on Facebook at Straight Red. Jeff, it's now time for everyone's favorite part of the show, except for mine. That would be quiet time. Which I created this is what you're about to say. I know I can see your stupid face leaning into the microphone because you're about to say it. You created this thing, <laughs> Jeff. It's time for quiet I didn't time even with Jeff. Jeff, for this to Jeff, happen. what do you, you have? Just started doing Jeff. It. What do you have for the gingers tonight? Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> your piece of garbage podcast partner. <laughs> Well, insist every week this segment is somehow your fault. You've been forced into this by this yokel. Uh, if you ever notice, Gingers, that when there's a major winter storm, if it doesn't hit the New York metropolitan area, you don't really hear about it all that much. <laughs> but it's, it just, it's, like it, it's like it didn't occur. Yeah. You know, like the city of Buffalo, New York could be buried under four feet of snow. You won't really hear all that much about it. But if it hits New York, it's like the the world has ended. This past week, there was, in your defense, a record-breaking... Yeah, bro, we got two feet of snow, all right? A record-breaking blizzard that hit the New York metropolitan area. And based on social media, you would have thought the literal apocalypse had occurred <laughs> with the amount of people posting about snow as if yeah. they'd never seen it before... And they didn't know what to do. And like the subway shut down and there was a travel ban. And like, oh, where am I going to get my wine? Because for some reason, everybody I know on the Internet is very concerned about their wine supplies because they love whining. There you go. That's an Alex Kibler style. Whoa. You know what else is Alex Kibler style? I have to say this. Yeah. (laughs) People got to toughen up. All right. It snows elsewhere and they grin and bear it grow a pair. Jeff, everyone from the great white north of Portland, Maine. Go forth in soccer, gingers! (laughs) 